Blog Talk Radio. And um, 
I, I do it when I can, and I try to do a full-on episode when I do an episode. So this would be one of those, a, a good episode that is worthy. And my guest will be coming on. It's just uh, he's in Germany, and I'm all the way in Hawaii, so that's a huge difference in the time zones. And so uh, my guest, when I can get him on, which should be pretty soon, is Harold Kotzvela. And we'll be getting into the aerial spraying in our skies, the chemtrails, and the whole nine yards. We're going to go deep with that one, and it's going to be a a real um, it's going to be a, a real good time to get into the the real details that I've been wanting to do on this show for a really long time. So uh, that's that's where we're going to head with that one, it, and um, just in, in as soon as I, I can. Uh, so I, you know, I do this for free, and and so, but what what you can do if you want to, you know, enjoy some of these episodes is listen to the archives. I say it all the time on this show because these these shows are meant to be listened to more than once, and so you know they're meaty, they're full of a lot of information, and they're kind of like mini seminars. So they're things that that deserve more listens, and I, I don't really like listening to myself be honest, but I occasionally will just see how I did on a show, and I'll be like, well, you know, if, as much as I don't like hearing my own voice, I do like um, listening for the reason that I forget some of the things I said I can learn, you know, because I can't, all this is not always at the forefront of my mind. A lot of information, and I'm here to be a messenger, and I'm here to give out the truth, and this show, you know, is <clears throat> hardcore for a lot of people. So, to sit through it, you know, that's what podcasts are for, not to just sit down, but maybe while you're cleaning your house or you're stuck in traffic or, you know, commuting, commuting to work some, somewhere. It's that mobile chant down, that, that extra chant down that, that goes wherever you go. And that's what this show is, is meant to be. And I hope you've been enjoying it. And thank you, all of you, for staying with me all these, um, well, years now uh, doing this show on and off. And although I've been doing it for two and a half years. This is only episode 68. So, but see, I'd rather give you the quality rather than quantity. Uh, so uh, that's that's how I've always am in life. I'd rather give you that. So I don't wear myself out, and you don't hear just a bunch of, um, uh, you know, just the same old stuff all the time. And and so um, that's just that. So the future of this show. I wanted to just go into it briefly here. Um, this show today, we're going to discuss. A continuation of a series of shows, Tell, Lie, Vision, Visions, Part 5. And this is um, Traits of a Media-Controlled Society. We're going to, you know, look at society and kind of give you a way to identify someone who is who is media mind-controlled. And, and it, and it will kind of be just a little guide for those out there that, you know, you might have um, some some you know, questions on people, well, this, this will be to identify, you know, if, the, if yourself is mind-controlled, which is okay, because we all go through it, and we, we all start at the same spot, unless you have amazing parents that are totally awake and raised you that way, otherwise you're going to go through the matrix and the system, and it's going to be, you know, pretty, um, pretty, uh, crazy to get out of it, and that's what the show is, helping you get out of this matrix and see the truth and and be the people that we need to be. That's why I say on the show, one of the taglines is chain it down to the fullest degree, 
And that's what I mean by chanting down on the fullest. We take this to the level that it needs to go to really awaken and understand. But most people don't take it to the level that it needs to go. Most people are kind of somewhere in between there that are talking a lot about the same things I'm talking about. Not all. And there's some great people that are talking a lot of great truth. But there's a lot of people out there that just sort of won't go to the extra level to actually pull the corruption out by the roots and understand. So this show is like... Um, a shot of whiskey. It's not sugar-coated. It's not like some foofy drink you order from the bar. This is a hardcore shot of whiskey, and it and it and it's and it's um, you know the full throttle truth. And that's what I go through on this show is that the truth. But for the future of the show, after this show, I'm going to do one more of these tell live vision vision show and. The next one is going to be Satanism in Hollywood, uh, soul selling in the entertainment realm, and, and and how you you have to more than likely sell out one way or another to get anywhere in the entertainment industry, and and that we, you know, this is the entertainment industry that we hold so dear to our hearts and our imaginations, and I'm going to get guests for that show because that one is is almost really beyond my realm. And I want to make it more exciting and get some great guests. I won't really announce yet until I have confirmation on some really good guests for this. But Hollywood, mind control, um, Satanism in Hollywood, and, you know, the deep uh, aspects of the occult that are in the entertainment industry and really in all institutions of our life. And so from there, that show will be the last of the Tell Live Vision Vision Show. I hope you've been enjoying this. What this this is all about is an addendum. And um, the Tell Live Vision series is, is a way of really identifying the mind control in our lives that come to the media and how much of it there is. This has to this is part five, but really it's part six because this is an addendum to episode fifteen. Uh, but where I'm gonna take the show from here is I'm gonna be doing a talk. I've been kinda hinting at for a while, um, America and Cognitive Dissonance, a a country blocked by ego. And into that show, I'm really going to be hammering down on America itself. I'm going to, you know, go over some some behaviors out there that that are uncalled for and unchecked. And if if I'm the only person that is going to be talking about this, well, I really don't care. Like the Gandhi saying uh, that... Uh, even if you are a minority of one, the truth is still the truth. And so I'm going to be going over things, not to make up people upset, but to help people understand the position that America is in the world and help to see the pawn that it is. And at the same time, uh, expose things that, that are unacceptable. There is right and wrong in the world, and, well, there is wrong, and, and it has to be shown, and people need to know about it. So that show is actually a continuation, is actually a um, needing the prerequisites that I'm going through, such as this show today and all these television visions. So when you get to that show, you go, okay, I see how you got there. Even though you can listen to that one on its own, but it will help if you listen to all these in a row to understand a lot of the the um, the grooming, the manicuring of the ego and behaviors of the the people that have made them who they are today. So that's that. And then after that, on this show, the Beyond Earth series. And, and what that's going to be about, it's going to change it up, you know. Um, I like – I this this is a huge picture we're looking at here. And it's not just confined to – 
conspiracies. It's not just confined to, you know, corruption. It's not just confined to uh, everything that I have been talking about so far on the show. It's also about, um, you know, outer life. And, And Beyond Earth series is evidence of life outside planet Earth. We're going to get into ET phenomena, UFOs, and the connection to the elite, and all that. And and that's part of the puzzle, too. And I'm not afraid to go there. Some people are afraid to go there. You know, I don't really care. This this The truth is the truth, and the whole thing needs to be out on the table. And this is another corner that, that really needs to be fleshed out. And it'll actually be kind of fun for me as a host and for you as a listener to kind of go beyond the realms. It can be it can be kind of exciting and interesting, very interesting if you really get into the material. So that's coming up, and then um, and then after that, uh, well, uh, and then between all this, you know, because I'm not maybe going to do all exact order. I just <clears throat> um, went over of these types of shows. I'll be doing, of course, random shows in between, having on guests, and continuing with a lot of the threads I've covered here and there on this show. So that is um, the future of. Chin It Down Radio, which will have a future, and I will try to be on the air as much as I can be, and again, Sundays at 12 p.m. Hawaiian time, every other Sunday, and and eventually, I'd like to work it into more, and, uh, you know, I might even take this into a different network, a, a real radio network, you know, we'll see where it goes, um, I never really knew where this was going to go, I knew I had information to give, and I, I'm, I'm enjoying being able to give it, and, and hopefully it's benefiting you out there. And there is you. So if you would like to call into Channel Down Radio and, and uh, share information and get into chanting down the system, then um, the call-in number is 347-324-3342, 347-324-3342. And uh, we'll get into, you know, we can talk about stuff, but I'm going to get into a presentation today. Tell Live Vision Visions Part 5. Again, <clears throat> this is an addendum to Episode 15, way back in the archives, and that's when I went over the media mind control in the series of shows I labeled the System Tentacles, highly valuable series of shows that allows you to go through a process of elimination of the tentacles of the system that are latched onto us that hold us back. So if you haven't listened to that, Start episode 15, and most of the shows between episode 15 and episode 41 are all the system tentacles. And look in the show archives. It'll be a much easier thing than listening to me trying to explain it to you. So this show today, this episode, is about how to recognize and identify media mind control in people you know and meet. And in a little recap of what I've gone over so far, Episode uh, 64 started out this uh, Tell Life Vision Vision series, and I, I, I've gone over in four shows how the television was created, um, who created it, and used it to control you. I went into the Tavistock Institute, highly valuable information, episode 64, in, in the evolution of the television, actually, and then that just continued on in episode 65, I went through the evolution of the material that we've been subjected to since the inception of the television. And the um, I went through the MPAA rating system and just kind of the, the, um, the journey that we have gone through that has um, created the people that we are. And then I went into episode 66, 
in episode 66, I went over the degradation that the media has brought, has made humans into today, such as MTV and porn, and what what has it has done to the the people in in bringing them, dumbing them down, doling them down. And I'll continue on that today too. Last show, which would have been episode 67, I went over the subtle techniques that they use to manipulate us. I went into flicker rate, embeds, uh, endorphin release, attention deficiency, colors, shapes, symbols, ego attachment and identification. I went into desensitization and repetition, fear and heartstring pulling, and, uh, well, and and so that is where the journey so far, and just really dissecting the the media, which is such a huge control on all of our our lives and all these societies across the world. And what I'm talking about is the device that tells you what to wear, what to eat, uh, how to raise your children, how to feel, how to act in your relationships with others, sex how to talk, your religious views, political views, everything has been fed into the public subconscious by the mainstream mass media. And so, I, I, you know, in the episode 15 that started this whole thread here, um, I talked about the five conglomerate companies that control the American media. And all the heads of these companies are fed from deep within these roundtable groups like the Council on Foreign Relations, Bilderbergers, the Trilateral Commission, but now, in this show, it's time to identify the product that has been created. And, you know, I get sick. I See, this is what gets me. It, it's hard to, to walk. It's hard to live in life knowing the information that I know and that many of you probably know as well. It, it, you feel alone. It's, it's hard to go out in the world and deal with everybody. You know, I get sick. This is what I get sick of. I get sick of meeting people on the levels they're on. The human condition is not on a level where they're aligned with the truth. And although that might be an obvious thing, that's really the modality where it's easy to control people. You know, I'm tired of going out in the world and interacting with people on that shallow level. I'm tired of walking around and not getting that that higher conscious level from anybody. And it's not there. I don't see it there. You know, people are off and, and not vigilant. They're not sharp. And therefore, they're not on guard against the forces that we are constantly being hit by that are the dark forces that are out there to manipulate us 24-7. So I get tired of everyone in the modes of the world. They're they're all in the same modes to survive, get to where they need to be, be systemized, go to work, do this and that. This is important. This is what we need to do to survive. Whoa, this is it. This is not it. This is not the world that I ever wanted to be part of, and I had to be. And And a lot of people just did it because that's all they know. And, well, if you know better, it's really hard. So it's a, it's a difficult place to be awake in this world, you know. Um, and and I, I get tired of meeting people on those levels. The encounters are, in most cases, not human encounters. They're they're just on this shallow level. Every everyone just doing their job and then doing their job and what else, you know? 
same conversations. I mean, go on a walk through civilization and see if you come back with some noteworthy thing that you heard in conversation somewhere. You know, I've, I've actually done that before. And in a natural world, yeah, conversation should be relatively light and easy. Like, are we going to, you know, cook up those fish we caught from the lake tonight? You know, that could be a, a very easy conversation. But the thing is, life should be <clears throat> that simple. It it should just be simple. And it should be about eating and sleeping and spending time with our loved ones. The, the truth is simple. That's one thing that's important to know. It's, it's not complex. The truth is very simple. And people are naturally simple because that is the natural state of humans is to be simple. Um, but we are living in an artificial construct that's not simple. And major things have happened to our everyday living that has complicated life so much. And so, you know, things like paying to exist, scarcity, the taking of our natural freedoms. Um, and and so, and really, uh, you know, things have complicated our lives just just in, incredibly. So a, a simple conversation would be good if we were living a very simple life on planet Earth, but we're not, and we can't be on that simple level. Once you know what is really going on, it's quite a it's quite an overload on the system, but not a bad thing. It's just that it's hard to to, to again interact with people on that level in this complicated life. You know, the manipulation of humanity in a relatively short amount of time through media, and and one of my problems is. Dealing with the general public. I've been awake to what's really going on on planet Earth for some time now, before Y2K. So for me, it's frustrating to see how many people stuck on levels that don't dig deep to anything real. And that is one of my biggest problems. And I'm not, because I'm not perfect. Um, Patience with the, the, the asleep, the zombies. My patience is running thin half the time just dealing with people. And over time, I've lost my love for humanity. Being patient with people is, is a real challenge. Um, and that's because the time is so urgent, and it's been urgent for a while. You know, so so on this show, I don't really care. I'm not sugarcoating. No longer is it time to give people some sugared-up version of the truth. People need to know now, and they they need to know. They've been need, needing to know and the truth is not negative. They might talk about things. I might tell you about things that are negative on this show, but that's shining a light on what's negative because this entire world that's been constructed around us is negative. It was constructed by psychopaths, and I'm chanting it all down because the thing is, is the things that we consider good, you know, I heard a conversation the other day just pissed, I mean, I see where people are coming from because they're not knowing the truth. They're not realizing what um, is the reality of the situation. But I, I, I heard some people, in, and they, they, they were talking to these four military guys, and these guys were, um, you know, <clears throat> on, on vacation here in Hawaii. And they were like, oh, thank you so much for protecting and serving our country. And see, you know, the military and 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 everybody thinks that 
serving this world, getting a good job, getting a good education, or joining the military are honorable things. In, 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 the, in the shallow realm of not knowing the truth, yeah, I see where these people are coming from, and it seems like it's a good thing. These four guys, they were nice guys, but the thing is, is who they're serving. They're serving a world that has been constructed by psychopaths. Their owners are psychopathic elite, occult, dark occultists. People don't like to hear that. People don't like to hear that at all. But, you know, um, I'm showing that the institutions that you know and trust were created by psychopaths who, who have usurped your life. And I'm trying to help people begin to regain their life back. And it may even be too late to change it all at this point. It's not that it's not possible, but I don't lend a lot of optimism. As as you notice probably on the show, my, my faith in humanity is sometimes at an all-time low. I mean, when I walk out the door, what I see in my part of the world is, you know, I don't see anybody on that level at all. <clears throat> not at all. Not on a level of really knowing. And knowing is one thing. But putting it into action, I don't see any of that. I see a pacified I see a pacified public. And too few are waking up fast enough and deep enough to a level of understanding to what I stair step worked up into in the system tentacles series of shows. And the reason why the media's got your minds. And this we need to know that in this we need to know so we can somehow turn around things. And that's one of the hardest jobs in the world. So, do you have a media control mind? Well, I grew up with one. So, I, I can look no further than right here. I grew up with a media control mind. I grew up not questioning whatsoever the information put out by the media. I took it in as fact. And from whatever the, the news... For you know, from whatever the news was saying, to trusting to the, to what that the stars were good people, and and I guess one of my advantages is that I had was growing up poor. You know, I already had a bad taste in my mouth from the way that life looked grim, not having enough money for this or that, and 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 corrupt police harassing people. So I feel that it's easier to distrust the system and see its corruption from the angle of poor, you know, less comfortable and less to lose. So I think that is kind of a um, a saving grace for some people. Um, and, and, and the thing is, there's so many more pitfalls when you grow up poor. Listen to an early show I did, episode 13, way back, no, episode 12, I'm losing track of my episodes, but... I think it's episode 13, the rich-poor paradigm, which I get into that. Not in a way of dividing the rich and the poor, because really we're all humans, but in a way of showing how the different upbringings bring different perspectives. And I think it was a really good early show in this series, in in these podcasts, to kind of go over that. But anyway, you know, I, I thought that even the military was good for a while. I thought police were good when I was a little kid, and and and. So what it was is I didn't think for myself. And if you don't think for yourself, then who thinks for you? Well, I can think of of four main categories. Family, friends, school system, the school system, of course, and, of course, the media, 
and authority and government. But see, really, your friends and family are most likely also controlled by the media. So is most low levels of authority and government, and so are your teachers. So really, the media, this is, this is uh, uh, the first thing, uh, is the media. So the first part is getting to know yourself. It's hard to think for yourself if you don't know yourself. So that would be the first way to get out of this, too. And so let's take a look at the first clue to identify media-controlled people. Um, and people, number one, I would say, would be people that don't know themselves. Of course, um, teenagers often don't know themselves. And that's, you know, of course they don't because, you know, they haven't gone through life yet. So a lot of young people, they don't know themselves yet. And, but that's more excusable and more acceptable. But there's so many adults that never did anything out of the norm to figure out who they are. And that's a lot of people. So a lot of people really don't know themselves. They might know parts of themselves, but they don't know who they are at the core. They don't know their highest self. And see, this is the thing. People that don't know themselves, but they get all these information from, you know, mainly the media or loved ones or, again, um, authority, schools, you know, all that. People can be led to believe that they are making their own decisions and freely choosing. And these kinds of decisions have a profound and lasting effect on our thinking and our behavior. And the fact that we think we have, we have used our own reasoning and justifications to make our own mind up, when in reality, they just got it from somewhere else. They picked up bits and pieces of their perspective from media here and there and whatever resonated with them. It's not just in one place, as I've, I've, I've discussed here before on the show. Before mass media, how do people get their information? Books. And, of course, you can read a wrong perspective through books, but nowhere near, not even close near, the bombardment of false information that you can get today. And that's one of the many reasons that there's so many confused people out there today is there's so much an overload of media. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, just to think that, just to think that, well, there is so much, just to give as an example, there is so much talent in the world out there in, like, for example, musicians. There's a lot of great musicians, a whole lot of them, that never made it past anything because, well, they don't treat musicians good or artists at all in in the system, you know, because those are the, some of the most effective people out there. That's why this whole media is so controlled, because you, you can't have someone speaking the truth out there. So, um, anyway, uh, I guess, where was I really going with that? It's just that there there is so much out there that you're getting bombarded by and there's a little bit of something for everybody to fall into, all these different little schools of God, as I've gone over many times on this show. So uh, that's why there's so many confused people out there. But when, back to what I was saying, you know, um, people who, who uh, think they're making their own 
decisions, freely choosing and and use their own reasoning and justifications to make up their own minds, they thought. So we're talking about hard-wired programming here. Where people believe because everyone else believes the same thing. They heard it through media. They think that they made up their own minds through their own reasoning. And that's very dangerous. That's very dangerous. So most people, as I said before on another show, most people aren't really full of their own opinions. They're full of other people's opinions. It's the truth. The matter is, I mean, when you hear somebody say, oh, he's, they're so full of their opinion. Oh, he's so full of his opinion. Is he really? Or is he so full of somebody else's opinions because he doesn't know who he is? Very, very true. And you're not going to get yourself... You're not going to get to know yourself through media. That's for damn sure. Definitely not. So another another clue to identify, uh, another clue to identify media control people is people that don't bother to figure things out for themselves. Yeah, I mean, you know, this this blind trust that you're getting, what you're getting is truth on the news, that that all the programs are just innocent. You know, on the on the TV. Uh, Things like that, that blind trust. Yet people not figuring things out for themselves. Because, like I said, almost everything is weaponized in some form these days that's coming out of that mind control device. Um, you know, could be your favorite TV show, giving out social norms that are wrong, that that you, you emulate and copy and, and start to imply in your life, even subconsciously. First it's subconscious. Then it leaks out into the conscious. Uh, or or the, the, the news giving you what you want to see or, or magazines, you know. And so these are things that, that uh, well, if you don't figure things out for yourself, then you just start resonating what feels right to you. And that is blind trust, one of the worst things. We, we have a population out there that is getting all their info without checking it out for themselves. And that is what you have to do once you know that you've been lied to all the time. Yeah? Because we have a lazy population. And that's what a media-controlled person is like as well, is lazy. Lazy about seeing for themselves and denial that people out there could be so evil and lie to you that much that you're being lied to all the time, that kind of thing, people will, um, you know, be uh, thinking that, that, that that's not possible, which I'll get into. So I would say another clue, another way to identify somebody who's medium mind control is, as I went over in the last show too, is attention deficiency, but attention span. You know, um, I talked about in the previous show how there was an article by the, I think it was the BBC News, whatever, um, that humans' attention span now is less than goldfish. That's pretty awful. That just sounds bad. A, a attention span of a goldfish is nine seconds. Humans are now 8 seconds. Before the millennium, they were 12 seconds. So the attention span, and, and I meet so many people that can't focus on anything. I have the problem, too. I, I'm not perfect. Again, I've been through it, too. And, and some of this damage that is given to you is irreversible. 
but it's made a population of people that are quick gratification seekers, people that couldn't possibly pay attention to a show like this one for sure, you know, because it's too much talking and information. And I mean, you know, this isn't this isn't fun and fluffy and and loud and 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 uh, you know wild. No, this is just straight up hardcore information. And so it's created a society of people they don't care enough. And that goes into a couple other traits too, but mainly denial and cognitive dissonance. Uh, Defining cognitive dissonance. The state of having inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, or attitudes, especially as relating to the behavioral decisions and attitude change. So, um, you know, sometimes people hold a core belief that is very strong. And when they are presented with evidence that works against that belief, the new evidence cannot be accepted. It would, crea- it would create a feeling that is extremely uncomfortable called cognitive dissonance. And because it is so important to protect the core belief, they will rationalize, ignore, and even deny anything that doesn't fit in the core belief. Franz Fanon um, got that off a of David Icke website, and I thought that was very perfect because, yeah, I mean, cognitive dissonance, what a huge thing this is. And this is the wall you run into with speaking to humanity about what's really going on and what really the truth is here. Um, People that cannot accept new information because it conflicts with their belief systems. And when confronted with challenging new information to people, they battle it. And they battle it hard. And, I mean, I see a lot of this out there. Um, people deny something that you show them that, that is truth, and yet they push it back. And, and um, because that if they took a look at the truth, they might have to look within themselves and realize their inconsistent thoughts and beliefs and attitudes that would actually show them elsewise, otherwise. So the, the problem is, is people don't want to look at their own shadow. And... It is hard. It is hard. I, I, I mean, I'm going to be sympathetic a little bit about this. A little bit. Not much, but a little bit. Because I've been through relationships um, with girls, and they might tell me something about myself I might not want to hear. You know? I might not want to hear that I snore at night. You know? I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to hear that, you know? So it kind of it kind of hurts. It kind of hurts the ego. You go, oh, I do that. I didn't know I did that. Well, sometimes the the thing is we have to bite bullet and realize that we're far from perfect, and that's okay. And and that we don't know everything. And it's the calcified ego. And it's really the calcified ego out there that, that we're talking about here, which I did pretty much cover in in depth last show on um, the. I was talking about uh, I was talking about how how they get us to identify with our ego and how um, you know they they use ego attachment identification through the media so we get stuck and 
and we don't want to see our shadow. But, you know, that is where we're going to make a change, and we do have to face reality. And, and anyway, if it's the truth, and we're talking about these big truths here, whether it be you believe in the presidential election or you believe in presidents and governments and every that, all that kind of stuff, and then you realize, well, and deep down you know that it's all wrong, it's not like it's a personal thing. It's it's okay. You People don't want to admit that they've been duped, and so that's that calcified ego right there. You know, one time I was at a, at the airport in line next to a, a new age lady, a sort of sort of a maybe like progressive liberal type, and on her water bottle, you know, this is on in the line uh, to get to through security TSA, and uh, and on her water bottle it said uh, a sticker, "Not fooled by the media," and I said, "Hey, that's cool. You're not fooled by the media." And then I went on to talk about, you know, that one thing leads to the next. And I thought, well, I've, I'll see where this lady's really at. So I, I I went on to talk about TSA and how they were formed after 9-11 and as a way of taking us into a more fascist global state. She got a little uncomfortable. And she, she had never looked into 9-11 and, I, I, and thought, you know, that it was a – she thought it was a real event, that, you know, it was a real um, – the cover story was that was it and, and that it already had been put together in the 9-11 commission report and there's really nothing else that she wondered about uh so <laughs> the um the thing is is it was too much for her to wrap her head around it being anything else uh she just couldn't do it and i asked her where she gets her information from if she didn't listen to the mainstream and she, she said she listens to NPR, which I and many have said national propaganda radio, and I and I and I talked about them in episode fifteen. And yeah, it seems better if you don't know any better. You know, it's a, it's this more calmer, uh, more relaxed kind of voice on there, and it's just more easygoing, and and they're not. You know, they might be covering a slightly different piece of the puzzle, but they're still controlled, and they're still not talking about anything that's true whatsoever. So chant that down. Chant it down, NPR. So, yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing, is people are not... They're needing to cut themselves away, cut off these feeding tubes and lie of lies and manipulation. You know, cognitive dissonance, what it does is it pits the experiencer between what they're being told and the fact that what they're witnessing is nothing of the sort. And, and of course, there's the this is negative topics, and it makes me, you know, feel scared, and I don't want to think about it. And that's, that's how you know there's mind control, because there's a mind block. And so that that is what I kind of been talking about already throughout this show. It's just when you tell somebody the situation here on planet Earth, uh, it, you know, you don't even have to tell them the situation, but just point out one thing, and it doesn't agree with their their, and it makes them you know have to look at some shadow and 
have to go through some calcified ego that they, they, they don't agree, then, then you know, they, they automatically, and it's something that's not good, they automatically go, oh, that's negative. I don't want to look at that. You know, there are things that I don't want to look at. I'll tell you, like, I don't want to look at pictures of human body parts chopped up. That is negative. Why would I want to look at that? There's no benefit in looking at that anyway. I don't want to look at that. I don't want to think about that. But when it involves the human freedoms, when it involves the health of your loved ones, or it involves uh, the well-being of your loved ones, you better take a look at that. And you shouldn't have to take, if you turn it around in your head as negative, then there's a mind block. So this information is empowerment. As I said a hundred million times on every single show, that this information is empowerment. It shows you something, and it shows you a picture, and it shows you that we what you know shows you the answers and what to do about. It. And it and it and it allows you to open up to a whole new world of perspective that's actually, may I say, fun? Kind of. It is because it's interesting and it's amazing and mind blowing. Yeah. So, another trait, another trait um, is anyone trendy is obviously controlled by the media. Um, anyone who, you know, is in the, the latest fashion, that's obviously somebody controlled by the media. You can say that they have been taking a look at some... It's not that it's wrong to dress nice. And, you know, you don't want to be maybe too stand... You might not want to wear um, something completely outdated, I guess. But, really, you know what, just be you. Be you. Don't don't do don't dress like people. And you know anyone following the fashions of the stars, or you know following people that you don't even know, and might even be nasty people in real life that you follow them. I mean that's that's trendy. So anyone who's trendy, and and those are the latest types of trends, and not just fashions, but you know um, just ways of being. You know that they've been soaking up too much media. And then there's groupthink. Groupthink, I mean, how many times have you, have you been in a movie? This just happened to me. I, You know, how many times have you been in a movie and everybody laughs at all the stupid little lines at the same time? And I guess I never really fell into this one. Um, you know, as a kid, I guess I had some insight always. So I've never been, I guess, one to be completely taken by the Matrix because I think I've always had a little bit of insight since a kid. But, but anyway... Um, I always hated listen to every to hated you know listening to everyone laugh at stupid stuff, and I I could always see through it, and I, and I wish I could explain it better, but it, it always showed me that the public has been trained to see what's funny and laugh at things that have have truly no original humor, but they laugh anyway. And it's like it's like the laugh sack, the uh, yeah I think it's called a laugh sack on a, on a. Um, on a TV show, you know, everybody laughs on cue. Ha 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 ha! I always hated how that sounded too. I just, I like, I like comedies without them personally. But uh, you know, no original humor, stupid one-liners, and, and most people who who watch a lot of media have been trained to enjoy pure crap for entertainment. You know, they like some just some 
some junk movies, um, and they may they they love it and and buy it and want more of it, and and so yeah, it it just it just dawns on me that you know people are um, definitely on a program, and you know reality shows. I mean, you know, God, you know, dumb guys, why do you like this stuff? I I've turned it on and I'm just like, oh. okay. You know what? Let me go to work, and and yeah, go, let's bring around a camera, and and let's let's film my whole day, and then and then in the moments that are the hardest, we'll put on some dramatic music, you know, and it's just dumb, you know. When can people? When do people see this? I mean, when I don't watch a lot of TV, so when I go somewhere and I see the TV on, I just can't believe what people are being fed. Because I don't watch it, so when you get out of it and you go back to it, it's it's mind blowing. It's it it just makes you realize how insane everybody is from this media. But yeah, um, you know, just just the stupid things that people get stuck on in this group think. Um, you know, even like here in Hawaii, uh, just some of the dumbest commercialized Hawaii. You know, for the tourists, they, you know, they go to the Polynesian Cultural Center, and I have a lot of respect. For I have Polynesian blood, so I have a lot of respect for the um, aspect of of um, exhibiting the cultures and and learning. But the the stupid commercialized Hawaii, you know, uh, aloha, yeah, yeah, you know, that, like people really say that here, and and then you hear these tourists walking around, and they'll come up to you like aloha. You know, cheesy Hawaii, cheesy. You know, people don't really like that. You know, the, the, people live real life here. And people get so, um, such a distorted reality. But, you know, people like that. They eat it up. People like crap. You know, here, have a spoonful of some crap. Just eat it. Yum. You know, and and, and when I hear people watching sports, too, and getting their, their emotions so deep into it, uh, you know, my neighbors, I can hear I can hear them them. You know, you hear it cheering on, um, fully immersed in the game. Like, you know, everybody at once, like, ooh, yeah! And that's groupthink. That's, that's training. People are all sort of trained on that level, in that box. I like to look at it as like an outsider looking in. Someone who's just never seen human life, an alien. Or, or somebody who grew up in the jungle and comes in and watches this and just goes, wow, what are these people doing? That's how I, that's how I look at it, you know? And, I mean, sports, it's just a game, just a freaking game. I mean, they got our minds wrapped around games instead of trying to figure out the reality of our situation as humans on planet Earth and promote any consciousness. Do you even hear the word consciousness on the television? I don't think so. It's like they did, that's like worse than saying the f bomb, pretty much. And we can't have that, you know. They can't have that. Um, they, you know, they don't want that. And and uh, you know, people don't want to hear it. You know, they'd be like, "No way, that's dumb." I'm trying to watch the game. You know, and and nothing wrong with watching the game. I mean, I think there is fun in watching the game. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy this life. But don't get wrapped up in it. Keep one foot in and one foot out. 
you know, when I watch TV, I just can't believe people waste their time watching. I just can't believe it. But anyway, I sort of got out on a tangent there. But you see what I'm saying. So that's the the uh, groupthink mind control. But here, um, in, nine, in 1979, uh, two doctors, Anderson and Zimbardo, wrote a paper on how to stop mind control called On Resisting Social Influence. And here they suggest that mind control exists not in exotic gimmicks, but rather in the most mundane aspects of human existence. The inner pressure to be bonded to other people, the power of group norms to influence behavior, the force of social rewards, such as smiles, praise, a gentle touch, we influence one another, intentionally or unintentionally, using the most basic principles of social psychology, motivation, and social learning. It is people in convincing social situations and not gadgets or gimmicks to control the minds of people. The more worried we are are about being seen as ignorant, uncultured, untalented, or boring, uh, uh, untalented of boring, and the more ambiguous the events are that are to be evaluated, the more likely we are to take on the beliefs of those around us to avoid being rejected by them. Groupthink, cows, uh, cows, cattle, human herd. That's what I would call that. And, yeah, I, I mean, you know, worried about being rejected. And that's a, that's a tribe. That goes back to tribal things, you know. You don't want to be rejected by the tribe. So it is a natural thing within the human con- is you don't want to be rejected. But what if everybody is mind controlled? What if everybody is insane? Are you still going to be with the human herd? Well, that's what's going on. And so what they're saying here is 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 the most mundane of of human existence. And it's just the the little things that work with mind control and groupthink. So another thing, of course, and I went over this in the in the last show too, but just a little bit more on that is fear. Fearful of everything, you know, one fear to the next. Um, uh, you know, one thing to the next, one thing to the next. Here's the next thing to fear. Oh, yeah, okay, it's not so bad anymore. Ah, oh, you get scared of this. Oh, 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 let's get scared of this thing. Oh, uh, you know, uh, now it's. Ebola. Oh no, get scared about that. ISIS. Oh no, get scared about that. What's Russia doing? Oh no, get scared about that. Oh no, oh no, oh no, no, no. And did any of this actually happen to you in your personal life? You know, effective manipulators control our emotions. And and fear is the lowest of all the emotions. The most dense emotion, it's the one that keeps you stuck. And that's where they want us in that fight or flight mode. And so you know, if the media didn't have any bad news to report, people would stop watching because reporting on the regular world is boring. And that's because regular life is boring, as I've said many times. All anyone does is go to work. So, yeah, it's pretty boring. And the news would go out of business if it didn't always keep people hooked on the next possible fear or worry. So it is a business. So remember that. And worry all the time. Yeah, you know, Americans are especially always worried, always worried all the time, more stressed out than any other 
country I've been to or anybody I've seen. Okay, England comes pretty close, but they, at least they have tea time and and a little bit more laid back. But, yeah, Americans are just stressed out people. And I'll go over that in my talk, um, America in Cognitive Dissonance, a country blocked by ego. We'll get all into that there. But, yeah, worry all the time. I mean, like uh, just um, looked at the news the other day about this Russian plane that crashed. And, you know, it's definitely uh, a big deal, and you got to wonder, you know, what what this is all about, and, the, and why they're showing it to us. And there's a lot to think about with that. But don't want to get into that right now. But what I did see is it, it said, like underneath, I think it was CNN. It said just the the quote, "Is it safe to fly?" Just that little question. That's that's fear. Is it safe to fly? And so. I mean, how many Americans are afraid to travel already? You know, a lot of them are. Most Americans don't ever leave America. So, yeah, is it safe to fly? Well, that would be um, just a scary thing. Like, ooh, is it safe to fly? I don't know. And, yeah, sure, planes can crash. But a lot of times, you know, very, very little of um, planes actually crash without some kind of, you know, war. I mean, you know, it can it can happen, but but just to have that worry and and fear of your fellow humans. You can't trust anybody. No, you know, you can't trust anybody. Be scared. Well, you can't trust anybody because uh everybody has gone lost the 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 family unit, so there's less trust in the community. Um you know, hard drugs, alcohol, greed, scarcity, all that has created a society of people that don't trust each other already. And then you have, through the media, you know, you can't trust anybody. You know, be scared. Be scared. I mean, look look since TV has been in the average home. Look at the fear that has gone through. There's never been a break, right? Look at the fear of, after World War II, the Cold War. You know, World War II ended in 1945, and the Cold War started in 1947. Some say it lasted all the way till 1991, but I'd say the heart of it was in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and the 80s, probably too, a little, yeah. But, you know, fear of all these smaller wars, too, you know, in, in all those days, you know, Vietnam, uh, Korean War, um you know, Gulf War, you know, and and then, like, you know, in the 90s, you had even people worried about killer bees and Y2K, AIDS, uh, the hole in the ozone, cholesterol, and, you know, and then and then you get into the millennium, of course, 9-11, terrorists, Al-Qaeda, now ISIS. See, it's never been a break. There's never been that time where there isn't that worry in the horizon. That's the media for you. That's the fear. And it goes on, and it goes on and on. And and it's never a break from fear. Look, look what kind of people that creates. That creates a fearful society. And then there's consumers. Consumers are another big trait. I mean, people are always... People always have the urge to buy. It's because of constant bombardment of ads and products you get on these these um, these commercials. 
the uh, constant ads being hit, you're, you're getting hit by, are are making you think that you got to buy, and it's hitting the subconscious. And again, when it hits that, it it hits the real you. The subconscious is your higher self, and then it and then it filters into you. Um, or you know, keeping up with the Joneses. I mean, you look at your neighbors have. Hey, the neighbor's got a new new car. We should get one too. Yeah, I want that. That I want to buy. <laughs> I need that. Oh, it's so funny to me. You know, I just have to. You have to laugh at it, really. But yeah, go ahead and waste all that hard-earned money from your slave job on useless crap that you're not even going to need in a year, and it'll end up in some landfill somewhere. Yeah, really. I mean, people burning a hole in their pocket, as my dad used to say. I remember when I was a little kid, you know, this is the thing um, watching TV as a kid does, because you want these toys. I wanted certain toys as a kid so bad, right? And, well, my dad would say, you're just burning a hole in your pocket. Or, Or maybe even not that, just when I had enough money from my allowance, I wanted to spend it. I bet if I didn't watch TV... I wouldn't have wanted to spend that. Um, And a study showed kids who don't watch TV bother you less about buying things and don't lash out as much with aggressions. So if you have children, limit that thing. I mean, it's really hard to just completely get rid of it if you've raised them with it. It's going to be really difficult. But, yeah, I mean, just get them busy doing things. Um, Sports are good. Activities, um, creativity, you know, Filling in a variety of things, which I will in the future on this show do uh, maybe a series of shows called um, I Was Thinking About Raising Children in the New World Order. I think it would be helpful, you know, because there isn't really, there really isn't a lot of information out there. And maybe I'll have Janice Barcelo back on too again. She was great on the show. That was episode 45. But anyway, uh, Aside from that, you know, uh, number nine, or I know I haven't been really numbering these off, but I did number them here, uh, competition. So competition, I mean, look at look at sports. When I talked about, in the last show, male programming, the funneling of the man's energy into living vicariously through other players on the screen, while at the same time getting fat, sitting around drinking beer and eating crap food, you know? That is the state of a lot of people. And this is competition. Um, sports promote competition. And I always just said, you know, get your kids into sports. I just said that. And I, I don't, they're actually playing it. I'm talking about people that are sitting there watching it and all day and looking at these stats. I mean, what, what a waste of your time and consciousness. What a waste of your ability to do something so much greater. You know? I mean, um, if you actually play sports, then they teach good things too. And and um, yeah, like I say, I'm not knocking them. It's just it's just the breeding of competition itself and taking it too seriously. That's another thing, and that makes it a form of mind control. You know, the breeding of competition to keep us in a fight or flight mode. And and everything's a competition. You know, you go you go somewhere, and people want to compete with you on whether it's 
something you're talking about. Oh, but you know, I, I do this, and it's just it's just like little kid mentality, and that's another thing. That is the another thing of one of the traits of anybody who's media controlled is um, stuck in a stuck in a childlike state. Uh, a lot of people have never really grown up, and it's because of this media that keeps them there, keeps them in, an, in these these adult children, these these big babies walking around. That's all it is, you know. And and then of course, uh, you know, back to competition too. Women are always competitive about beauty. I'm I'm prettier than her, you know. And and you know, just shallowness. They keep that's that's shallow too, of course. And and um. People that are are media controlled, often competitive, you know, got to be better than the next guy, and that's that's the whole um, rat race programming right there, and that's where the comp- competition comes in 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 the breeding of society and creating this rat race. And another one is violence, violent people. You know, I love how how movie makers and video game create, creators. Uh, TV shows, entertainers, musicians, all like to say that what they're part of is not affecting people. They they make these these they tell you that it's the people that make these choices to do these violent acts by by themselves. You know they try they try to come off like that and and you know try telling me that someone shooting somebody else's brains out on a TV show with no remorse or consideration for human life is not making it easier to pull a trigger. Try tell, telling anybody that. Really really think about that. You know, seeing that over and over again, it's that shocking image in the mind that's not shocking anymore because you've been desensitized, which is one of the techniques in the last show I went over, is desensitization to things such as violence, unnecessary violence, you know, that, that really does affect the mind. And and I mean uh, video games. I mean, of course, you know, you've blown away people on a video game. They're not real people, but it just all it does affect people. It does, you know. People that say it doesn't are either in the industry and trying to protect their job, or they're people that are addicted to their damn video games that they don't want to admit that 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 could be a problem. The truth is. You're doling yourself down to desensitization, or or like listening to gangster rap, you know, um, songs like murder, 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 kill, kill, kill. You think that that doesn't go into the subconscious and dole you down and dole down your conscious? You know, come on, people, people are 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 in complete denial, cognitive dissonance, the whole works. And then there's revenge. Revenge is is um, always something that is I've noticed big on the um, in a lot of movies, TV shows. Revenge is the tactic. It feels good because you can live through this character avenging the death of his loved ones or something like that, and it. Feels so good to watch through through the eyes of that character. You know he fought back, and and see it's the desensitization of revenge. Two wrongs don't make a right. There is natural law, and natural law is 
you know, um, a very big topic, but at the same time, it's very simple. It's the golden rule: do unto others that so they would do as they would do unto you. Well, you you can't just go and you know just get somebody back. I mean, it, it's it's for one thing jumping or falling down to that person's consciousness, a uh, lower consciousness. If you're even trying to do revenge, but what I'm saying is. They promote revenge in a lot of things, and it feels good, so um, it's easier to get on that track, but you got to take it to a higher level. Yeah, if someone's trying to shoot you, then you have the full right to defend yourself, um, but, but we're talking about revenge and things like that. I mean, look at, in Los Angeles, uh, my cousin, you know, talks about the whole Bloods and Crips thing And it's been going on since the, the the early 70s Revenge, revenge, back and forth Back and forth, go, go, go You know, shoot somebody of that gang And that guy shoots somebody It never ends, you know It never ends And and then what? What what did all that do improve? When everybody's all dead or, or locked up, you know So those are some formulas often played, you know And the the violence category there And then, and then but really the other side of that is the lack of courage. Nobody's standing up to the system because it's not pushed through the media to truly stand up against the system and understand what to stand up against. You know, it's not pushed through at all. Um, TV is the pacification tool. I mean, you hear that a lot. I hear that, you know. And the more you watch, the more lazy you become in alpha state. And so... It has pacified people more than anything else. The, the the media, especially the television, will just pacify you, just get you, uh, and and instead of exercise, I'm just comfortable. I, I just want to sit here. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to go and do some jump rope. I don't even want to do that. I just want to sit here in the alpha state. It feels good. Yeah. You know, and it doles down. I call it the dole down of the warrior. Um, you know, really cowards. And 75% of the world, this is my my analysis. This is no basis on any facts. But I would say 75% of the world is cowardly. And I would say another 24.5% are drunks, addicts, and people stuck in ego that, you know, want to fight you. Uh, because they're either drunk, high on some aggressive drugs such as crack, or um, you know there there is no there's hardly anybody at all. So that leaves a fraction of of, of a, a normal people, a fraction of a percent of normal pe- people that would stand up for truth and and something real. So you know those people. That that 24.5% of people that might do something aggressive are not standing up for any truth, and that you know it takes real guts to stand up for truth, to stand up for for what for the real cause and the real great work. It's to stand up for something that's real, and there is not many people doing that, standing up against the system because it's been pushed through the media. It has never been, well, standing up has not been pushed through the media, so it's not part of 
this society. So there, that is a real good look at how uh, the um, lack of courage is put out there and how that's why we don't have people standing up for truth except for little loner shows like this one and a few others out there. Not much going on with that. Then there's apathy, you know, and this is a huge one. Uh, definitely gone over my time. But I'm going to finish this up anyway, and you can, you know, listen to the archives if you uh, like as well. If it's, Well, I think I'm still able to get calls if you like. Uh, but anyway, apathy is the lack of concern. And this goes hand in hand with laziness, of course. I mean, nobody cares. Nobody cares. And this is the real this is a real trait of, of media controlled people. It's that laziness that oh, I'm just gonna sit here and it goes into everyday life after they get off the television, you know, it's that apathy. Nobody cares. I mean, for example, Kim Trails. I'm showing people you know, I don't often get to see the trails in the sky, but when I go to the mainland I can show people. I just be like, Hey look, see that? See that that, that jet up there is spraying the sky. Watch, the trail doesn't dissipate and showing people and you know what? You need to actually care, but you need to actually really be concerned, not just like, huh, yeah, okay. No, you need to actually care because that is going into what you're going to be breathing and it's affecting every living being on planet Earth. You need to really care. And that means those people out there, those of you who know the information, but you're not doing anything about it or trying to put it into any sort of action, then you are part of the apathy you got to do something about it, and you got to get other people to care and put a fire under them about anything. I'm not just talking about that only. There's so many things, and especially today with phone devices. I mean, I saw this crazy homeless guy, and he was doing some of the wildest things, and I thought it was, you know, entertaining, like, to see this guy was doing some of the craziest hand movements and funny things I can't even un- really explain on the radio, just beyond explanation, you'd have to see it in in daylight and check it out, but I'm noticing in it, and hardly anybody has lifted their head up from their stupid ass phones to look at this guy and actually think, what is he doing? Nobody even cares. Nobody cares. Nobody gives anything heart and care. And those, of course, are huge missing ingredients, is heart and care. Um, That is the biggest. That's truly how we got in this mess. I mean, imagine 100, 150 years ago or so, these roundtable groups of elitists, you know, sitting together and they say, so how are we going to implement the next phases of our plan? We need to get people to not care. And then when we get, we can get, control of every aspect of their life. And then there's no need to do hardly any work because they'll do it for us. And so we need something in their homes. Reinforcing that 24-7. There it is. The tell-lie vision. Right there. Giving you that apathy. Giving you that that not caring because well, you know, you've been sitting, being trained after work to relax and watch the television, the tell live vision. And then, of course, there's drama seekers uh, and anticipation of drama. And this comes on another trait of media-controlled people. 
the anticipation of drama. Uh, you know, it, I think with this one, it's usually people first from this functional upbringing, and that definitely helps. So it's for sort of an archetype of people. But um, from TV shows and and TV and, and seeing things on TV that they go from one drama to the next, people have this addiction to the next drama and then the next drama, and they have to live that way. That's how some people live. They just live for that next drama, just like that next fear I was talking about when I was talking about fear. It's that next drama. And, and uh, you know, those people, too, are media-controlled people. That is another trait of people who, you know, watch too much TV and they think they they you know they um are acting on their own merits and their own their own actions when they're not so that's that's some of the things the traits that you can see in this society and that's how you can identify someone who is media controlled and and really look at all these traits so you know uh, these these traits let me let me kind of just you know go over each one that I sort of it out so you can think about them as a whole too as as um, someone who who can you know um, identify and and uh, what I went over at first was uh, you know people that don't know themselves if you don't know yourself then then you're you're not going to be able to um, really be able to identify half the things so you know People that don't know themselves, and people that don't bother to figure things out. Um, people that have a very little attention span, very little attention span. Um, denial and cognitive dissonance. And uh, uh, anyone who's trendy, you know, uh, caught up in trends and fashions. Groupthink, group, group uh, humor, group. Uh, viewing of of sports and just the training of the group mentality, the herd mentality, and uh, fear, fear, of course, uh, and consumers and competition and um, apathy and revenge, violence lack of courage, and drama seekers. So those are all things that are traits of a media-controlled person. And this is not a full list, or if there is a list out there, you know? I mean, there's probably more things I could add on there. But those are basic ways to identify civilization and look around you and see who's media-controlled, everyone almost almost everyone, and even myself, who is still working on it. So, you know, and my usual answer and solution to this problem is just turning that shit off. Turn it all off. And disconnect yourself from the things that are feeding you these lies, these mentalities, and the training of your brain, you know? I mean, it's 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 always been the solution to this problem since episode 15, when I, when I first came out with this particular vein in the show. You know, find find better things to do with your time. I'm not saying that you shouldn't 
watch things. You can watch movies and things, but very limited. Limit yourself and spend your time doing other things. I mean, find better things to do with your time. I mean, once you get into the truth and you take heart and action and care and care, then there's not enough time in a day to work on getting out the truth. I mean, I do this on my own time, and I feel the very heartfelt need to do it, and where's everybody else? There's not many, you know? And, you know, do things with your time. Exercise, get creative. I mean, Hollywood is fueling your imagination, but we need to be the ones fueling our own imaginations. I mean, how much time got wasted by you watching TV? You know, how, how much time? What did you get done? It's like video games. You can play a video game forever and ever until you actually win it. And you win it. There, you won. But what did you accomplish? Not a damn thing in this world. And so, you know, we need to get, we need to get fires under our asses. I'm not seeing it out there. But, hey, you know, I, I hope to be able to do my part. And if you enjoy the show, then... Um, Keep on listening and keep on chanting it down and get listen to the archives and get more people that may benefit from this information out there listening to it. I, I, I highly appreciate those of you who do listen to the show and take it in and understand, and I, hopefully it helps you out, and I'm here to bring awareness. I'm here to uh, help people understand the position we're in so we can actually do something about it and understand so we can raise the level of consciousness. So that's what we do on Channel Down Radio. And this was episode 68, Tell Lie Vision, Visions Part 5. I'm going to do one more part of this series of shows, and I think I'll call it good. And I really feel that it is uh, a valuable series of shows, but I'm kind of tired of talking about it all says I'd like to go on to other things but I feel that it needed to be said when I did episode 15 even while I was broadcasting it I knew I wasn't saying enough about the media so I had to come back and do this six part addendum and this is part five so we'll continue on with that show uh, keep on the lookout for in the future episode coming soon I'll be trying to get the guest on again Harold Kotzvela, uh from Germany scientist and journalist and we'll get him on and uh, uh, just going to try to work on this show as much as I can and make it great for everybody listening and try to give you each time a quality show not quantity but try to follow me every other Sunday now 12 o'clock Hawaiian time and I don't have my normal outro music today so I'll leave you with just kind of a um, uh, something else and, and uh, take care of yourselves be a warrior not a worrier and enjoy the future shows <laughs>